Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode. Today's episode, we're going to be talking all about creativity. And to be completely honest, I wanted to talk about this because I need to reignite my own flame of creativity. I've been feeling pretty stale the past couple weeks with it. And maybe for those of you that are new here or just finding this episode on your Explore page on Spotify or something, I'm Brindley Joyner and I am a content creator. That's a huge part of my job. So when my creativity feels stagnant and low energy and just not there, it really does affect my job, my mental health, my productivity, my feeling of purpose. It affects a whole lot. So I was like, we got to get this in check. We got to get this figured out. So I wanted to kind of research, deep dive on creativity, get re-inspired, and then share what I found and what I'm learning and what I'm working through with you guys on here. I'm sitting here with an Olipop. I'm going to crack it open for you guys. Ready? Oh, that was perfect. All right, let's dive into this. I think it's so interesting that creativity comes naturally. Think about from when you were a baby, growing up through toddler, all that. Maybe you don't actually remember memories, but you know that you were creative because you know toddlers are creative. They're constantly asking questions. They're constantly trying to learn. They're constantly trying to build stuff, to draw, to create things. They are intrinsically creative and they're actively using their creative senses. I think creativity comes so naturally to humans because it's a part of our essence that we want to grow and we want to learn and become. And as our bodies are physically growing, our mind is also growing with depth and our spirit is growing with depth. And the things in inside of us that can't be physically seen are growing. And I think that's where a lot of creativity comes into place. Creativity is built on ideas and seeing the world and innovating in your own head and bringing it to life in the physical world. It's a beautiful gift that I believe God has given each of us. And I think when we can really recognize that, tune in and push our limits of our creativity and try to live in a state of flow, we can create and become and live lives so much greater than you could imagine. And it's sadly ironic that while we are growing up from being a toddler and our physical body is growing, a lot of time our creativity either plateaus or it just ceases to go up anymore. It ceases to grow because when we do grow up and we enter in quotes the real world and maturity and all of that, creativity can sometimes feel silly and unrealistic, delusional, all of the things that I guess in quotes again, adult life tells you isn't necessary. And I think part of that is for survival, honestly. Think about when you're a toddler, you're a little kid, everything's kind of taken care of for you. Your parents take care of you, you're fed, you have your clothes set out for you, you have a roof over your head, all of that. So you're able to be in this state of creativity and flow and imagination and trying to learn a lot more. But once you enter, you know, the real world, adult world, all of that, It's like, I have rent to pay, I have a job to fulfill, I have a spouse to meet their needs, I have all these responsibilities, so creativity is kind of set on the back burner. And I guess for this episode, what I want to do is find some ways that we can reignite that creativity back into our lives and put it more on the forefront of our priorities while still, you know, doing the things that we got to do to live and to survive. What gives me hope is knowing how many incredible creatives there are out there. I mean, think about all throughout history. Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Edison, now Steve Jobs, 
um, J.K. Rowling, Beyonce. These are just like some that are popping into my head. Taylor Swift even. Anybody you can think that's created something beautiful out of their life, whether it's, you know, a product or an innovation that's changed our world or a song that's spoken to millions of people or a piece of artwork that's inspired so many people. There are so many unique and beautiful types of people that are expressing their creativity daily. So it gives me hope that it's so possible to maintain that creativity as you grow up. You just have to be intentional with it and you have to prioritize it. So as you guys know, I always like to kind of nerd out and I like to get the real definition of words when I talk about them. So of course I have a definition here for creativity. This one's by Robert E. Franken and he says, Creativity is defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. So let's break that down because that was quite a mouthful. He first says that creativity is defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities. So to me, that right there says that creativity starts with ideas. It starts with your brain turning. It starts with just thoughts in your head. And a lot of them have to do with solving problems. He says alternatives or possibilities. So seeing something in the world and thinking, what's an alternative to this? Where can I connect the dots, but make it better, make it more fun, make it more practical, whatever you're wanting it to be. It's kind of connecting dots from already existing things and coming up with new ideas around it. And then the second part of his definition said, um, so creativity is defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities. The second part is that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. So I already kind of explained the solving problems part, seeing something in the world and thinking of idea to make it better or more useful just coming up with an idea around something that already exists. The next one he says is communicating with others. So communicating can actually mean the literal sense, like talking to each other, or it can mean communicating through artwork, through songs, through dancing. What I think is really cool about this part is when you think of communicating with others, I want you to think about for a second, communicating with someone that speaks a totally different language than you, and neither of you know each other's language. So if you had to communicate with them in a way that you couldn't use words, think of the different ways that you could come up with. Artwork is a way of communication that requires no words dancing, cooking meals. There's so many ways out there that you can communicate with someone even if you don't speak the same language. And then the last part of his definition, the last thing he said was entertaining ourselves or others. So you have solving problems, you have communicating, and then you have entertaining. So entertaining also kind of falls in that realm, but I love the idea that creativity doesn't necessarily have to solve a problem or make something better, even though a lot of times that is what sparks creativity, but it can just be purely for entertainment. It can be creating something that just brings you joy and brings you happiness for no little reason. But I love that in all of those ways I just listed, the common denominator is it starts with a thought in your head or a need in your head and you're able to physically bring it out into the world. That's where creativity is born. So as I said at the beginning, I, as a content creator, as a creator myself, I started to feel very slumped and stuck with my own creativity. And after reflecting and thinking about it a lot, I think I know why. And I hope that by sharing this, somebody else kind of feels seen or heard or 
can relate to this in some way, whether you're a content creator or a mom or you work a nine to five or just in any area of your life you feel like slumped creatively because it really does happen to all of us. I think that I've been feeling slumped because as a content creator, I want to create everything fully original and I want everything to be just so unique and so me and standing out and different from everyone else. And the internet is very saturated. I don't say that in a negative way. It's great that there's so many incredible platforms out there. You know, I love following people and I love getting inspired from people and motivated from people. But as a creator on the back inside, it can sometimes feel a little bit discouraging and and defeating to be scrolling through your feed and see other people that just kind of seem just like you. And in my head, I know it makes me question like, am I different in any way? Am I unique? Do I actually bring some type of different value to this platform? Or am I just, you know, one of the million other people that are on this app? And I think what has been a little bit wrong with my mindset is believing that if I don't post something that's fully 100% unique and fully 100% original, then it's not valuable. And I think where that thinking is wrong is nothing is fully original. Like truly nothing is fully original. Maybe like 3000 years ago, people were still having original thoughts, but we have been born into generations and generations and generations of innovations, ideas, already made concepts, already made ideas, already made artwork, music, all of that. So from the moment we're born, we are taking in all this information from a ton of things and from a ton of people that have already been creating them for years. And no matter how long I tried to sit in silence and meditate and think a fully original thought that hasn't been influenced or somewhat constructed by outside forces, I mean, it just feels completely impossible. Like, I'll take every aspect of myself. We'll start with the way I dress. Okay, my style is a combination of a billion Pinterest pictures that I've saved and things that I love and draw inspiration from. My videos and my content are a combination of other creators that I love and get inspiration from and other movies or songs or real life experiences that I've been involved in that have somewhat affected the way that I create. My house, the home decor, is a combination of beautiful things that I've seen, whether it be artwork or architecture or buildings or again, Pinterest boards. It's all a combination of other ideas and other things that I've seen before. So I came to the realization that I need to let go of this need to be 100% original. And I think for so long, what had a grip on me was thinking that if I couldn't come up with a totally original idea and be completely unique to everyone else, then I wasn't truly creative. But that is so not true. I started researching and reading a lot about creativity and found some really cool resources and studies done on it. And one thing that I read that really stuck with me is this idea of combinational creativity. So the definition, the easy definition of combinational creativity is pretty much the process of combining old ideas to come up with something new. So let's put this into perspective. An easy example would be you got a new home and you're gonna start renovating and decorating the inside. You remember a previous trip to Italy where you loved the architecture of one wall. And then you remember a home that you visited in Utah that you absolutely loved the color scheme they had going on. So now you're going to take both of those, combine them and create that in your new home. So you're taking past ideas, past experiences, 
and you're making them new in your own way. But that doesn't mean it's fully original. That just means that you had experiences and influences from the past that you're able to combine and create into something of your own. So you can take that little example and relate it to everything else. If you are a content creator, you can take that example and think, okay, I love this creator. For example, I love Sarah's Day. She is one of my go-to vloggers. I've been watching her since I was like 15 or maybe even before that. So let's take Sarah's Day. I love how happy and positive and fun and animated her vlogs are. And then another one that I love is Ellen Fisher. And I love how meaningful and valuable and thoughtful her vlogs are. She puts so much effort and time into them. She seems to always be teaching her audience new things and sharing things that have really, really helped helped her along her journey of life and raising kids and living on a farm and all of this. She just adds a lot of tangible knowledge and value to her vlogs. So knowing that I love both of this though both of those creators and take a lot of inspiration from them, I can now take little parts of what I love about them and combine them and add my own passions and my own talents and gifts into my blogging style. And then it creates this new, but influenced by others style for me. This one is one we can all relate to. When we talk about personality, I remember growing up and trying to think like, what is my personality? What am I really like? What do I want to be like? Do I like my personality? Are there things I want to change about it? And I remember people from my past that I felt drawn to for their positivity and their gratitude. And I remember being a little girl and thinking like, I wanna be like that when I grow up. And then there were some that were just super easygoing, go with the flow, very chill. And I remember thinking that's the type of personality I also wanna have. And so subconsciously, when you when you get to know these people and these different personality types that you deem as awesome and good, subconsciously, you'll notice over time that some of those attributes and characters six have kind of shaped the personality that you've grown into. So that's pretty much what combinational creativity is. And I thought that was just really encouraging to me knowing that it's okay that not everything about me is original and unique. It's okay that I draw inspiration from others. That is what people are meant for. That is what architecture and beauty out there in the world and nature is meant for. So I just hope that encourages someone else to listening. Um, There's one quote from Mark Twain, a writer and entrepreneur. He said, substantially all ideas are secondhand, consciously and unconsciously drawn from a million outside sources and daily use by the garner with a pride and satisfaction born on the superstition that he originated them. Like, dang, that is deep, but it's also freeing. If you can know and admit and say, look, I'm not fully original. I don't come up with an original thought every day. I draw my inspiration from a lot of beautiful people and beautiful things out there in the world. And I know that that's okay. Now, blatantly copying is a totally different story, but we're talking about drawing inspiration and combining it with multiple outside sources and your own passions, purposes, gifts, and turning it into something new for yourself. So now that we've talked about what creativity really is and what combinational creativity is, I want to talk about why is creativity important? Why are we even talking about this? Why is this a subject on my podcast? Creativity is important for you as the individual, but it's also very important for the world around you. I mean, think of 
everything about your life right now. Think about the light switch that you're turning on when you walk in a room. Think about the refrigerator that holds all of your meat or your vegetables or things that need to be refrigerated. Think about your freezer. Think about your car that you use to drive to work. Think about the clothes that you wear. Think about every little aspect of your life that you don't often think about. Those things are part of your life because someone chose to tap in and get serious about their creativity. And when they had an idea or a solution or a way of entertainment that they thought of, they acted upon it and they brought it into real life. Think about forms of art, whether it be a song or a movie or a piece of painting or a dance or something that has moved you and impacted you and changed the way you think or the way you act or the way you live or the way you love. That is also why creativity is so important. I know for me, there's some books that I read that when I close and I finish that book, I'm like a completely different person internally than when I started that book. And that's why creativity is important. There's some movies like that too, that teach you to just be so grateful for the people in your life, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it doesn't matter if it moves something in you and gets you to think deeper and gets you to appreciate more then that creativity that someone else put into the world matters. And that's great for them, but that could be you too. And it doesn't have to be writing a book or creating a movie or innovating a light bulb. It can be any small act of creativity that's gonna touch someone else in the world. You can get creative about the way you love your friends, the way you love your spouse, the way you talk to strangers or treat strangers. And I think creativity combined with love and compassion can move mountains in this world. But not only is it important for other people and for the world around you, it's really important for yourself as well. Creativity really gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of passion when you're living in a creative state and you're actively stepping into your own creativity. Well, I feel like I'm saying creativity like 300 times, but yeah, it gives you purpose and it gives you passion, which can be huge mood boosters that can totally help with your mental health. And I think creativity is also a really great coping mechanism for some people. Think of all the songs and movies and things that were created in this world out of a maybe negative emotion. Maybe it was caused by a breakup or a loss in your life or something that inspired you to write or to paint or to create in some way. And now it's touched millions of other lives. Olivia Rodrigo is a really, really good example of that. I mean, her lyrics are heartbreaking. Some of her songs are really heartbreaking, but I know that they've touched so many people and that can relate to them and feel seen and feel heard because of negative emotions that she's gone through and she's able to express creatively through her songwriting. So yeah, I believe creativity is so important in the world for others, for the whole world, and for you personally. So any little act of creativity is important and doesn't go unnoticed. So if you've listened to this through and you're on board and you're like, you know what? Yes, I am re-inspired to tap into my creative side, to get creative with new things in my life, and I'm, I'm on board. But you're like, where do I start? How do I reignite this creativity in my own life? I feel like I haven't sat there and tried to come up with something or make something new or come up with new ideas in so long. Maybe it's since you were a toddler. You can't remember the last time you tried to create. Or maybe you're like me right now and you feel like you're kind of at a slump or a plateau in a side of creativity that you've known for so long. Or maybe you actually are an artist or a songwriter and you're kind of at a slump. I have a little list of some ways to reignite your creativity. These are ways that I've been using and ways that I've read about 
and ways that I really do think will help anybody who's wanting to reignite that little flame. So the first one, if you want to write these down, pull out your notes or your pen and paper, whatever you want to do. The first one is essentially to take a field trip from your normal routine. So that means disrupt your patterns, disrupt your daily patterns and add new things into them. I am such a routine girl. I have a morning routine and a night routine. I even have like a middle of the day routine and I love my routines. I really do thrive with them. So this one doesn't come easy to me, but I know if I want to feel inspired, I need to start adding newness into my routine. So some tangible examples of this, I usually do go on a daily walk with my dog. I could switch it up and go a different route or I could drive somewhere that has a little bit different scenery. Just by going into a new place with new scenery, maybe a different body of water or different trees or different restaurants that I'm walking past or something in that new path, something can spark my creativity in a way that my normal path would never do. Maybe it's adding a new hobby into your routine. So maybe on Tuesday nights, you're going to decide that you're going to go to salsa dancing or you're going to pick up pickleball or you're going to try beach volleyball or you're going to go... I don't know, bingo night, whatever it is, adding something fun hobby-wise, maybe even just purely fun into your routine. If you're not a morning person, I challenge you to add an early wake-up call into your routine to switch it up a little bit. You never know, that sunrise might inspire you in a way that will change your life. Maybe try a new workout class. You never know who you're gonna meet, what friend you're gonna meet. You never know if a coach is gonna say something that changes your life or gets you thinking deeper. There's so many outside forces that can inspire you and motivate you and ignite that little flame of creativity and inspiration if you just go out and seek it and look for it in different places. So yeah, just take on newness in little bursts of your life in any little way you can. It can be different each week. It can be for a month you try something new. Whatever it is that you can actively invite newness into your life. And that leads me to the second point, and that is to change up your working space or living space. Or if you're listening and you're still in high school and you're like, um, I don't go to work or I live at my parents' house, you can change up any little space. It can be your bedroom. Just do something different that kind of gives you a newness to your atmosphere. I love going to new coffee shops to work on my computer. In coffee shops, I hear music, I see art on the wall, I see the way people dress, I see new faces, I have random conversations with the barista. There's so many new factors that can come into my life when I'm sitting in a coffee shop and just working for a couple hours. If you're working at a desk job, maybe switch up your desk, put some new decor on your desk, some new pictures, organize it, do something fun that's going to change your atmosphere at your working desk. If you're at home and you're feeling at a slump from working at home or being a stay-at-home mom or just something where you're at home a majority of the time, maybe switch up the decoration of a room or the decor of a room. Switch up and put the couch somewhere new or change up your bedroom. I remember when I was a little girl, I would change the design of my bedroom like every couple months. My parents would just hear me causing havoc upstairs and my bed would be moved completely and my dresser would be in a different spot. And I remember how fun and inspiring it was to just switch things up every once in a while. The next point is to ask questions. I think one of the main reasons toddlers are so smart and are growing so fast and so creative is because they ask a billion questions. I mean, think about it. Mom, what color is this? Red. Why? (laughs) Like they don't stop at the, the final answer of the question. They have to figure out why. Even if there's literally nothing else to talk about about that question, they 
continue to ask why. And it's amazing and it's inspiring. And I think we all should learn from toddlers in that way that go deeper in your questions. Don't just ask to get a yes or no answer. Get the yes or no answer from someone and then keep asking why. Keep diving deeper. Ask questions of how does this make you feel and why? What are you excited about right now and why? Most people love to talk about themselves. This isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that in a negative way, but in social settings, maybe you go to a party or a work gathering or something, just start asking questions. Um, Be intentional in conversations and just ask away. And one, it will make conversations flow a lot and people will feel very heard and seen by you. So that's really good socially for you and for them. But also it will give you a chance to get inspired by some of their answers. And it might spark that little creative flame you were needing. You never know what can come out of a question and out of a simple why. So be intentional with that. Any chance you get to learn from someone, I believe that every single person you come in contact with has something to teach you. And likewise, you have something to teach them too, but get the most out of it. Every little conversation, see if you can just dig a little deeper, dive a little deeper, and just learn more about this person. Because not only will it build that relationship between the two of you, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or whatever, but it will also continue to grow you and teach you more about yourself and the world. And again, like I said, might spark a little creative flame for something you didn't know you needed. I think something that I've had to break down in my own mind is growing up in schooling, we're constantly taking tests, we're constantly taking exams, and there's yes or no, right or wrong questions all the time. I mean, for 18 years of my life, I was basically judged and my intelligence was determined by numbers and letters that I got on tests of yes or no questions. And now I'm out in the real world and I just can't help but think the yes or no questions are so surface level and there's so much more. There's so much depth and yes or no questions are pretty boring. Like the real intelligence, I believe, this is my personal opinion, not saying it's right or wrong, But I believe the real depth comes from the whys. It doesn't come from the definite answers. It comes from having an open mind and wanting to learn and grow. So switching my mindset from being defined by letters and grades and numbers and all that to knowing that that really has nothing to do with my intelligence, but instead making sure that I'm constantly asking why and constantly imploring and just being a constant learner of life. That's where I think true intelligence comes from. Okay, on to the next way. The next way to ignite your creativity flame is to get into nature. I feel like every podcast I somehow bring up that it's beneficial to get into nature, but it truly is. It's good for everything you could possibly want. Like it's good for your creativity, your mental health, your physical health, your cortisol levels, your stress, like everything that you could want to improve or be the best version of you at nature is involved. I truly believe that. Nature has a way of grounding you. It also has a way of inspiring you. It has a way of bringing you peace and clarity. And if you listen and you look for it, it has such a divine way of teaching you. I personally feel closest to God when I'm in nature, and I feel like he reveals a lot of himself to me in nature too. And I know that everyone listening might not have the same beliefs as me, and that's totally fine. I'm not trying to, you know, force my beliefs on anyone at all. But what I do believe is that God is our creator, and I think when I can learn from him and be in conversation with him and be in his creation, his spirit kind of just flows through me with creativity. That's why I think prayer and being in his presence bring about so many amazing ideas and things that can make the world more beautiful around me. I truly believe that for me, for me personally, that's what I'm saying, 
all of my creative ideas and all of the beautiful things about me come straight from him. But like I said, regardless of what you believe, I think just simply being in nature and looking up at the sky and looking at the design on leaves or the design of a caterpillar or the design of all these beautiful natural things that can inspire you so much and reignite that little flame in you. The next one is to read. And I know I'm going to get a handful of you that are like, oh, I'm out. I hate reading, which is my husband included. So I'm not judging. I love Lucas very dearly and he despises reading, but I tell him all the time and I'm going to tell you guys, I think so much motivation and creativity comes from reading a book. And it's so weird because it doesn't even have to be a nonfiction like biography or study or something you know, like that, it can be a fiction love story. And I still finish that book feeling inspired in some way. And I think it's because there's such an exchange of creative energy from the person that wrote that and typed it out. They're giving that creativity to you as you read it. You're experiencing the thoughts and ideas that were in their head and that are now physically on paper. And so now you're taking them in too. And you have the choice, like I was saying earlier, with that combinational creativity to be inspired by them and combine it with other things you're inspired with and then do something with that. So their creativity is now almost being transferred to you through that book. It's the same thing with art. It's the same thing with music. Taking in other people's creations inspires creativity in you. It's so awesome. The next point I have is to think about solving issues. Think about any little, it could be little or it could be big issue in your life that you deal with daily. Um, Maybe it's a traffic stop that's always jammed, or maybe it's the workflow at your office. I don't know. Think of anything that just bugs you on the daily or something that you wish could be changed or wish could be better and take it upon yourself to create a solution in your head. Just think if you had all the resources, all the money you needed, all the people on board, what would you do differently? And start playing around with the with that idea because I truly think that's how the Thomas Edisons and the Albert Einsteins and the people out there that are known now famously for their innovations and creations and their brain work, honestly, I think that's where it started for them was they saw a problem out in the world that affected them and affected the people around them and they, in their head, imagined a way it could be better and with that imagination that they sat on for years and years and years, eventually they brought something out of their brain into the world that changed everyone's lives. I have a quick little story about this um, in my own life. If any of you listening didn't know, I'm one of the owners of Kaizos. It's my nutrition brand. We're still growing it, but right now we have a calming, healthy cocoa mix and we have a grass-fed collagen. Those are our two products, but I want to touch on the cocoa. So the idea of Kaizos literally started from me loving dessert, wanting dessert every night, and sitting there while eating ice cream thinking, oh, why can't dessert just be healthy? Why can't there just be a dessert that's packed with supplements or, I don't know, things that I take on a regular, like random pills and supplements and things that I have in my cabinet? Why can't a dessert have those in it? And that's where the idea came from. There was a problem out there that I saw while I was eating my tub of ice cream and I got to thinking and I acted on it and that's where Kaizos was born. So now I'm talking about Kaizos Cocoa. Now that we have more products, I have to clarify. This is about the Kaizos Cocoa. So the cocoa is a delicious cocoa mix. You can make it hot, you can make it cold, you can bake with it. It basically tastes like this chocolate 
chocolatey, creamy mixture, but I added so many supplements into it. So it has magnesium, collagen, ashwagandha, maca, chamomile, all these things that benefit your mind and your body. It helps with restful sleep. It helps with muscle recovery, digestion. Oh, it has digestive enzymes in it. It has so much, but it came from literally my own problem of wanting a dessert that could actually be good for me and that would actually work for my body and for my mind overnight while I slept and wake up the next morning like feeling better. And that's where it came from. So that's just one small example of something in my life. But think about anything in your life. You can absolutely create a solution like that as well. And it doesn't mean it has to be a product like Kaizos Cocoa that's, you know, for sale on a website now. It can be just a concept around your household. It can be a way of moving throughout the day easier and more peaceful. It doesn't have to be anything specific, but you can come up with a solution to a problem in your life literally right now, today, next week, this year, whatever it is, and you can use your creativity to bring about good change in your life and the people's lives around you. The next point I have is to feel your emotions. And I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I truly do believe that so many creations and innovations and beautiful books, songs, etc., can come from deep, deep emotions. So while maybe you're sitting there in a really, really hard and challenging time right now, I hope that it gives you a little bit of hope that you can use that emotion that you're going through and that you're feeling to create something beautiful in the future. You can also use your happy and exciting emotions to create as well. It doesn't just have to be the sad and the hard emotions. It can be the times where you feel super excited on a trip about something you tried, like a maybe it's a meal you tried, or maybe it's a boat ride you did, or a museum you visited. You can get inspired and excited and use those moments and those emotions too to create in the future. So just let your emotions be your friend, let them be your teammate, and use them to create goodness in the world. And I'm going to wrap it up with the very last point, and that is to play. If you guys listened to the previous episode when I had Tamara, my friend on, she left you guys with a challenge at the end to take like 10 minutes of your day to just play and to have fun in whatever way. She gave the example of after her workouts, she likes to play at the end. So she'll do like handstands or she'll put on headphones and just dance to random songs. And I loved that she left us with that challenge. And I know that's so true in my life when I'm doing things just for the sole purpose of having fun and playing. I feel very motivated and in a state of flow and lightness to where it is easy to get creative and it is easy to create. That also brings it back to why toddlers are so creative. They're constantly playing. They're constantly doing things just for the joy of doing them. And I think that's what we kind of forget to do as we grow up and enter into, you know, the adult world, we forget to play and we forget how big of an impact it has on our mental health, our physical health, our well-being, our happiness, and our creativity. So no, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to go like play with Barbies or something. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying find a way that feels like play and feels like fun and feels effortless for you honestly, every day if you can, just for a few minutes. One of the easiest ways for me to find playtime is to play with my dog. I love going out, throwing the frisbee with him, seeing him just living up and having fun. He makes me laugh so hard. And for those 10 minutes that I'm throwing the frisbee in our lot, wow, can I talk in our lard? (laughs) For those 10 minutes that I'm throwing the frisbee in our yard, I just forget about everything else. And I'm so in the moment with the fun that I'm having and the play that I'm doing with him that nothing else really matters. 
And I feel like consistently doing that sets you up to live in a lighter and happier place and it allows creativity to flow into that. So those are my main points for how you can reignite your creativity, but those are just some that I came up with and I'm sure there's a million little more that you can think about if you're just intentional with it. So I hope this conversation just inspired you and lit something in you because honestly, even talking about it and speaking into into this microphone, knowing that in reality, I'm really talking to all of you. It's like a conversation I'm having that is reigniting my flame as well. So thank you for holding space for me and for showing up here and allowing me to keep this platform of a podcast to talk to you guys each week. I'm forever grateful for that. I, of course, I'm going to leave you with a little tangible challenge for the week. So this week, and I'm going to do this too, which actually I already kind of did, but I'm going to do it more. (laughs) But your tangible challenge is to make a mood board or a collage or a Pinterest board, whatever floats your boat, but make essentially some type of board or collage of things that motivate and inspire you. When I was making one, what I did was I went on Canva. It's this design website basically and I was making a digital collage so I would screenshot things that I found on Pinterest that really motivated me things that I wanted to incorporate in my own life and I screenshotted them and then I put them on this Canva board and made like a big collage of them so it's kind of like a mood board but my reason for doing this is when I do that and I see it all visually on that board it really motivates me and it really gets my creativity going and reminds me of things that I want to incorporate into my own life. So that is my challenge for you this week too. For mine, for example, since I was feeling at a plateau with my creativity for my job, for content creation, I started pinning and adding things onto this board of recipes that I wanted to make, um, sunset pictures, workouts, different outfits that I thought were really cool. Just things that encompassed my whole life that I wanted to incorporate more into my content and things that I want to reflect my own life. So I hope that little challenge helps you guys feel a little bit more creative and feel a little bit more inspired. It definitely did for me. And if you do make one and you want to share, feel free to tag me on a story or just send it to a DM. I'd love to see what some of your boards look like too. All right, that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. I, like I said, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you here listening and just building this little community on my podcast. This is so, so awesome. And seeing your reposts every single Monday or every single week is, it truly makes my week. It makes me smile so big. I have so much love for you guys and I will see you next Monday.